0: So, we're sitting here with Kristen Arnold of Source Endurance Coaching. And we, uh, you know, we're right in the middle of this camp. Actually, we're kind of in the beginning of it. It's day one. But Kristen's here as one of the coaches for the BWR Survival Camp. And she really specializes in nutrition. So, we're going to have a quick chat on, you know, what you can kind of do, take some notes to better your training prior to BWR with your training on that whole subject. So Kristen, how about you give us a little background of who you are, what you do, your nutrition stuff, your racing, kind of fill everyone in.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. So I've been coaching for three years. I coach cyclocross, mountain, and road racers um, one-on-one. I have quite a few athletes actually that are peaking for Belgian waffle ride so that's been fun and I'm also a registered dietitian specializing in sports dietetics.
0: So you're like the real deal you're not just like someone that's like I know about the latest diets and so I can help you out you actually know what you're talking
1: about. Yes I went to college and paid a lot of money to be there for eight years (laughs) (laughs) to know what I'm talking about.
0: All right well let's just jump into it then you went to college for eight years and paid a lot for it what what can you just like all right you know I'm gonna come to you and be like hey I want to do vwr i've never done it i'm a you know enthusiast cyclist i know nothing about nutrition lay it out
1: the most important um thing to keep in mind is just that your body is an engine and your end your body needs fuel so in order to get through an event like this i mean you wouldn't run your car on a zero you wouldn't be able to drive your car on zero and same goes for your body so just getting calories in whatever way you can or it works for you so if that's gels sports drink real foods um are preferable but it's just really important to get enough fluid and calories in
0: would you say it's like um like a 50 50 kind of thing as far as fluid and like calories or how like is there a more important one that you should really make sure you're on top of or like how or, or is it just like you got to do both like equally
1: Totally got to do both. It can be easier if you have calories, carbohydrates in your bottle. So then you're getting fluid, electrolytes, and calories all in one thing. Um, But that can be pretty hard on some people, and they might not have a great experience (laughs) halfway through the ride. So mixing it up with um, bananas, sweet potatoes, dates, or also gels, sports
0: foods. So, like, what would you tell someone, you know, they're getting ready for BWR and you know they want to kind of like fine-tune all their stuff even off the bike what what is like a good diet or like you know what is like kind of in your mind standard great training fuel to like start adapting to you know in order you don't want to change anything day of so like what do you get what are you at home right now training getting ready for like what are you eating what are you consuming
1: uh so me personally I mean I have to say that Having a good, well-balanced diet is going to provide a foundation for everything else. So you could have your race day nutrition really dialed, but if you don't have good fruits and vegetables and whole grains and lean proteins, none of that stuff is going to be relevant because your body is not going to be able to support itself. But um, in order to get ready, I think doing some practice really long rides and seeing how your gut handles different types of foods to really dial that in. And, and also, if you do have special needs um, or restrictions, working with a sports dietitian could be really helpful. Or if you're just not experienced, working with a professional could help you to get through those trial periods.
0: So, you know, if we talk about like on the bike stuff, you know, everyone's a little different. Because I hear people say, like, oh, I can't can't have a bar you know i can't eat that or you know a gel kind of messes with me or like what what are some different food groups or some different examples or maybe some little pro tips that people can look at consuming or trying out prior to BWR.
1: Yeah, so it's important to know what's going to be available on course because um, you don't want to carry pounds and pounds of food. So, uh, Belgian waffle ride is is sponsored by SIS uh, Science and Sport. So, testing out having those products, making sure they work for you, can be helpful.
0: What um so other than like those products, what can someone like think about like you know at home like okay, I'm going to go try a a six hour ride. So I want to, like, yeah, take my body through the motions of trying different foods. Like, what what are some food groups or, what you know, rice? Like, what are some things that some riders can go home and try that they're, like, not thinking of?
1: Yeah, so with training, um, you have to think about a lot of your actual time in the day is spent on the bike. And so that can actually translate to you basically eating lunch. And so um, the team I'm on, the professional team I race for on the road, ButcherBox Cycling, we have an ethos of all natural performance. And so, um, as team nutritionist, also, I've been experimenting a lot with natural food options, such as dates, figs, sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, rice cakes, um, potato cakes,
0: things like that. So, you know, you're, you know, you're the professional here. You're the you know nutritionist. What, what does your week look like right now? Let's say like, you know, you're It's off-season time, you're training, you're putting the miles in, like, what are you personally consuming at home? You know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, what are you eating on the bike? Like, like, you know, what are you putting in your body?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I like to wake up in the morning and have a nice giant glass of coffee. (laughs) And then, uh, I'll have eggs and salsa and, um, toast, usually ride a couple hours after that, get ready to go. Um, and then have a number of those foods that are high in glucose also all natural foods while i'm riding i've been so, like really what are like into... what are some of
0: the foods that are like high in glucose that you take on the bike
1: yeah so um dates and figs are some of the easiest ones because they're about bite size they're about 20 to 30 grams of carbohydrates so they're almost exactly like a gel except they have a lot of other vitamins and minerals in them
0: so do you try not to use gels so much you kind of go that route of like the more natural food I've been doing that a lot more lately, yes. How, like, so how have you been feeling with doing that compared to, like, how you used to maybe feel, like, doing gels?
1: So uh, one medjool day is about 20 to 30 grams of carbohydrate, which is almost the exact amount of a gel. (laughs) So it's actually pretty easy um, to do, and sometimes I'll roast a pan of sweet potatoes and just throw those in a bag, take them on rides. Do
0: you, like, are you, like... Is that good for you, as far as I mean not to say good for you, but like do you like that kind of food, or are you kind of like so you know maybe some people don't like the taste of a sweet potato, but maybe they have to eat it for the fuel nutrition like do you actually enjoy like that kind of food, so you're like it's easy
1: honestly, when I started riding, I only used sports products yeah. like I didn't actually like 99%
0: most People that's probably what they're using.
1: Yeah, I probably survived on Cliff Bars for like a solid two years. <laughs> and then I got sick of them, like a lot of other people do. Um, so introducing these foods, I was a little skeptical at first, but I've been really impressed as how easy they go down. And also I don't really get the gut rot symptoms because it stays in it um, does digest pretty well.
0: So let's say tomorrow's VWR. Take me through what you're going to have for dinner, you know, breakfast, 140 miles, and, like, what you're going to pack in your pockets when you go to the Star Line.
1: Um, so the night before, I'll probably have a couple sweet potatoes. Um, this is a pretty standard meal because it's really easy when traveling. You uh-huh. don't need to buy a lot of stuff. So I'll go uh, a couple sweet potatoes, salsa, Um. Probably some butcher box meat that I brought with me or I had shipped to the house. Or I'll do Greek yogurt. It's really nice on a sweet potato.
0: Greek yogurt on a sweet potato? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yes. <laughs> Got a, your a, protein. I've heard that one before. <laughs> it's
1: basically sour cream <laughs> without a sour. Well, no, it's pretty sour. It's basically sour cream. Okay. A little bit more protein. Um, And maybe a small salad just to get some greens in. And then I usually have a snack before I go to bed, so... um yogurt or some kind of other protein mm-hmm. and then i'll get up and I'll also probably try to chug like a liter of fluid with some electrolytes okay. in it and then wake up have oatmeal which will also have greek yogurt in it and nuts and seeds and fruit and a banana try to get as much down as i can basically without feeling like i'm gonna throw up <laughs> yeah like
0: so i mean i, I want to say the start time is like seven ish mm-hmm. so it's pretty early so, like, what time are you trying to get all that food down right there?
1: Ideally, I would get it down by 6.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then, all right, so you have your oatmeal and your nuts and everything you just listed. What uh, what are you throwing in the jersey pockets when you go to the line?
1: So, for BWR, um, I will utilize products that are available on course because I don't want to carry several okay, pounds okay. of food. But, yeah, I will carry um, some emergency food, so I'll probably throw in some figs. and dates because those do sit better with me
0: yeah that's what I was curious about because obviously you can't carry everything and you're obviously eating a little differently from what's available so like let's say you you know you blow through all your figs and dates and you know you're getting towards the end but you need to pull the gel or something like will your body react differently now that you're kind of more trained on this more natural or like how do you feel off that or how could you feel
1: Well, it's been great, actually, at the survival camp. I've gotten to try some of these products over the course of the three days we're riding here. So um, we'll see how it goes (laughs) Uh, by the end of the weekend.
0: So, you know, circling back that, you know, we are at this survival camp right now, you know, like what's what's your role here? Like kind of what a you know, what are you looking for? you know, to come and do and, you know, teach these people that have signed up to get ready for BWR because they are not professionals. They need to learn stuff. They need to experience it. So like, you know, what what are you out here doing for them?
1: Today, uh, I rode with what was called the fun group. We were the C group, but we called ourselves the fun group and we have a great group of people, riders, um, and everyone has been really receptive to riding feedback. So I think, uh, our group is actually going to get a lot out of it, but I do, I am passionate about coaching, um, on and off the bike. So getting the opportunity to ride with these riders and help them have a good time to prepare for the Belgian
0: waffle ride has been a great experience. So like looking at, um, you know, the crop of riders here, you know, you're a coach You coach, a lot of people you know, we have a, a wide variety of types of riders here. What um, what stands out to you when you see some of these riders as far as, like, what they could work on or a common theme going across of, like, ooh, they need to help over here or, you know, whether, I don't know, it's positioning or their dirt handling skills. Like, what what's kind of jumping out that you kind of, like, see that you want to help coach people with?
1: Um, generally, I would say that I've seen today some people that could improve their bike handling skills and that goes for riding in a group and then also riding off-road um but a lot of it is just having good balance and so incorporating different um cues to get riders to be able to balance on their bikes well
0: so when you see i mean sorry when you say um you know bike handling skills like what what specifically are you seeing some riders do that you go like oh yeah you need to you know work on that
1: uh riding in the hoods instead of the drops on descents you have a much lower center of gravity when you're riding in the drops than on the hoods and then also um engaging the core and relaxing the upper body okay so
0: you're seeing like a lot of like upper body sway movement stuff like that like what like why is that like not a you know a good thing for riders to be doing
1: Yeah, so if you have a stiff upper body and you're steering the bike more with your shoulders and your hands, um, you're going to have a lot less control because really the balance point of your body is your core and where you're sitting is the most um, stable way to move your bike around. All right,
0: makes sense. Good. Um, So let's say, uh, you know, someone at home, Midwest, East Coast, never done BWR, they signed up they're getting ready what are some real detailed aspects you know some some good tips or some good you know training nuggets that they can start working on at home you know to get ready for you know the event in may
1: definitely don't underestimate the climbing so if you have the opportunity to do long efforts um, up to an hour of
0: sustained effort that's going to be really helpful so, like, what kind of effort every time, like, a sub-threshold or, like, you know, certain heart rate or, like, we're, you know, for, like, an not- hour just fully going for it, sprinting or?
1: Yep. Um, so, with the athletes that I do have that are in the Midwest, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, see, on the right East there. Coast, yeah uh,
1: we've been building up to, so doing intervals, starting eight minutes, working up to an hour accumulated
0: time at okay. tempo. So, it's, like, eight minutes on, two minutes off, and, like, something like mm-hmm. that or some. Like, yeah. So what? Uh, where are you having them sit at that eight minute mark?
1: Uh, about eighty-five to ninety-two percent threshold. Okay. Yeah. Especially for um riders that have limited time to train, so it's a really effective way to hit a lot of the physiological adaptations you need to get proper training in.
0: And then when the so they go eight minutes, you know, around ninety percent, two minutes is it like fully recovery, or are they dropping it down to a certain, you know, number.
1: Yeah, so it's mostly easy spinning at that point okay. um, for riders that have to ride inside right now on a trainer. Uh, I use Training Peaks in a Workout Builder, and it holds you at around fifty-five percent threshold at those at those um, rest intervals.
0: Okay, so so some good you know threshold type climbing efforts. What about um what are some different diets or you know trying to you know you're talking about like the dates and stuff, but like you know is there you know, maybe something else that people could try, whether it's at home or on the bike, that you know they could start playing with that's a little different from you know the standard cliff bar, as you mentioned.
1: Yeah, um, as far as the options out there, I mean, there's all kinds of things you can experiment with. Um, we are actually coming out with a cookbook at the end of the year, all so you right. can look out for that. The Butcher Fox Cycling. And it's essentially a field guide to um, sports nutrition, and it's meant to be used on the road. So, uh, but just starting with really basic stuff like bulk section, dates and figs are my go-to. And like I said, roasting sweet potatoes, not really a whole lot of prep, and throw them in really easily.
0: All right, so, you know, you've done a little riding out here now today. You've kind of seen some of the terrain that's in BWR. So like for yourself, like how would you, cause you live in Colorado, how would you go home with this knowledge to train and better yourself to come back out here to be like tip top shape?
1: Yeah, I'll probably go back home and then try to come back out as fast as I can to train here. Cause it's so beautiful. Um, yeah, it really does feel like a wonderland here. I forgot how beautiful this area is. It's California. Yeah, it's California. I mean, our area is pretty beautiful too. Fort Collins is a great place. Um, but definitely try to do more trail riding okay. um i don't ride gravel uh that much um okay. being out there and then also there's uh not a ton of trails that are similar but there are some bike paths actually like some twisty bike paths i'll probably do some experimenting on
0: yes yeah, i think that's a lot of people don't realize that it's not you know you think of like gravel and people think of like dirty cans that are just where it's just like the dirt roads and stuff but there's actually like rocks and trails and twists and turns out here it's not just like your go-to dirt road um all right well any uh closing thoughts or notes that you'd like to leave with someone in the midwest north south or wherever they might be
1: yeah just uh you know have fun um if you're gonna ride belgian waffle ride make sure you eat and drink a lot and if you don't know how to do that call somebody who knows
0: right. we will do much appreciated thank you
1: thanks